Welcome to the Go Podcast. I'm Riley Podleski, your host, and I want to encourage you to share this on your feeds, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram, your Facebook stories, tag me, leave a comment, let me know what you think. Um, I want to see you tuning in with me and who's, who's you know, hanging out, you know, on these Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I want to see, I'm curious. Um, let's go ahead and jump into it for today. Today, we're talking about produce. It is part two. If you've not seen the first part, you can go ahead and tune in on any platform you listen to your podcast on YouTube, Facebook, go ahead and look at part one. But this is part two, produce part two. And we're going to go ahead and get into it. Psalms chapter one. I want to tell you something, that you can use the word of God for any sort of situation, any sort of circumstance, and you can use it to your advantage. You can use it to change your world now. The word of God is powerful. It is alive and it is working. So when you use it, when you read the word of God, you receive it and you believe it and you put it into work. It creates something in your life. It does something new. So if you're wondering, Riley, how do I produce? Watch part one of produce. And then this, this is really kind of the heart of production. This is the heart of even, you know, what God specifically says to us about production. And then we honestly, it's a promise to us. We're going to just, we're just going to go ahead and, and, and read this verse one, blessed Happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sit down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Verse 2, but his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. We're going to come back to this verse. Let's keep going. Verse three, and he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its seasons. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Hello. Verse four, not so the wicked, those disobedient and living without God are not so, but they are like the chaff, worthless, dead, without substance, which the wind drives away. Verse 5, therefore the wicked, those disobedient and living without God, shall not stand, justified in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God. For the Lord knows and is fully acquainted with the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly, those living outside God's will, shall perish, end in ruin, and come to naught. Okay. There's only six verses in this chapter, and I just I just read all of them. If you if you can't tell, I just read all of them. But Something that stands out to me in Psalm 1 is this, that everything we do shall prosper. Everything, every part of our life shall produce. Everything we touch should have something coming out of it. There should be a fruit. There's, there should be something that's it's bringing to our life. You know, just like, you know, um, you know, fruit trees, they produce fruit and you plant a tree so that it gives you something to eat. There's a, there's a reason why you plant a tree. It's for the, the, the fruit. It's for the oranges. If that's what you're planting trees for, that, that's just kind of my analogy here. What, imagine everything in your life is a tree. Imagine everything in your life you're planting in the ground. Is it bringing anything back to you? Is it bringing anything back to you? Is it? Because here's the thing, don't, you don't want to waste your time on things that don't bring value to your life. 
If you're doing things, if you're spending time on things that aren't bringing value to your life, you've got to ask yourself, is there any point in me doing this? That should be your first question. Your second question should be this. Is it my fault there's nothing coming out of this specific thing? And you've got to ask yourself practical questions about why things aren't adding to your life. Because it says right here that everything we, ch- we should touch shall prosper. I'm going to read this in, 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 in the New Living Translation just because it's less wordy. Um, but to continue in that vein of things is that every part of your life should produce. Every Everything you touch should bring something back to you. There should be, um, you know, a plus sign and instead of a negative. It shouldn't just be taking away. It shouldn't just be eating at your thoughts. It shouldn't just be eating at your time space or even, you know, your, your relationships. Like, Things in your life should be adding to you. And if it's taking away from you, that's how you know something's up. That's how you know, hey, look, that's not okay. That's not right. I've got to really take a second and I've got to look at this part of my life and see why is nothing coming out of this? Why is my business not prospering? Why is is my ministry not prospering? Why is my life not prospering? Why are these relationships not prospering? Why is this only being negative? What? Why? I God sent me here. Why is this not working? It says right here, and in, in Psalms one, they shall they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. That's the word of God concerning me. That's the word of God concerning you. Everything we do should prosper. Why? Because we're cool? No. Because this is God's word. We are God's people. If you're saved, if you've believed in your heart and you've confessed in your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we are saved. And this applies to us. This applies to God's people. Everything we do should prosper. We should not be in any lack because it even says in the Bible that that uh, we lack no good thing in life and godliness. Come on, guys. This this is important. This is this is for us. This is for me. This is for you. Everything we do should prosper. Everything we touch should be adding to our life. Every asset, every part of our business, every part of our job. You know, if if you're in charge of a team, if you're in charge of growing something, it should be prospering. And if it's not, you've got to ask yourself why. Why is this not prospering? Is there any point in me doing it? Number one should be your question. Number two. Is, is this my fault? Is, is there something in me that's not aligning with the word of God? Maybe you didn't even know that God said that you're to prosper in all you do. That he's given you, he's really elevated you saying everything she does shall prosper, but you didn't know. Here I am telling you today, everything you do should prosper. And it says in Hosea, I believe, 4, 6, that my people perish for lack of knowledge. So what you don't know will hurt you. So if you don't know that you should prosper in all you do, are you going to prosper in all you do? I don't know. You tell me. Are you prospering? Did you know that everything you do should prosper? Because I'm here to tell you today that if there are things in your life that aren't prospering, that aren't producing, you you can change that now. You can change that immediately. You can put things into action now, right this moment, to make things prosper. And it's applying the word of God. In the first three verses of this chapter, it, it gives you things. Uh, it doesn't really come right out and say it, but it gives you things to do and not to do. Verse one says this. It says, not to follow the advice of the wicked, 
okay, or stand around with sinners or join in with the mockers. Verse two, but they delight in the law of the Lord and meditating on it day and night. Let's go back to verse one. Do you take advice from the wicked? Do you stand around with sinners or do you join in with the mockers? Do you do any of those three things? Because if you're doing them, it cancels you out from being prosperous in all you do. Because Psalms, Psalms 1 is describing a person. It's describing a type of people. It's describing God's people and how they act. Oh, the joy of those who do not do this and this and this, who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Are you taking the advice of the wicked? If you are, you listening to a certain thing? Are you, you know, asking that one specific person in your life who isn't going to church, who isn't applying themselves in the word of God for advice? Because if, if you're asking someone, you know, I understand there's people who, who they know things about business and stuff like that. But I'm saying, like, why follow, you know, the advice of someone, you know, if, if you're, you aren't going to go up to a drug addict and ask them, you know, hey, I'm, I'm stuck on drugs. How do I get out of it? They're not going to be able to tell you. So you've got you to understand, okay, I'm not going to ask this person about this because obviously they, they have no idea. You know, obviously they struggle with the same thing. I'm not going to ask them. Don't ask for people's advice if they're going through the same things as, as you. You need to ask people who've already been where you've been and who are already ahead of you. That's who you need to be asking advice from. That's who you need to be asking advice from. Because look, if, if you are asking people next to you all day advice, who, how are you growing? If they're, if they're on the same level as you, how are you going to use, you know, someone on the same level as you? How are they going to help you get to the next level? How are they going to help you grow if they've not overcome what you're trying to overcome? You know, church lingo says, go upstream when you need advice. Meaning, who, who, is, is, is grow, who is further in their walk with God than you? Ask them questions. That's who you need to get with. That's who you need to be drawing from. That's who you need to be saying this and this and this to. That's who you need to be asking these questions because anyone who's not been where you've been or is not, uh, who has not been where you've been, look, they're not going to get you to where you're going. They're not. If they've not been where you've been, they're not going to get you to where you go, you're going. You need to understand that you can't, you can't ask, you know, your friends for advice that they don't even know. They don't even have the answer to. You need to be looking in the word of God and you need to be asking people who've been where you've been. And the next point of this verse is, or stand around with the sinners. Are you... Are you, I know Jesus ate with sinners and there's a time for that, yes. But is your go-to friend group, is your go-to hangout place for you to relax? Is that you, is that you around sinners or is that you around people who are growing too? Because there's a difference. You are who you hang out with. So if you're not hanging around people who make you better or who are even going the same place as you in a sense of they're, they're taking action steps like you are, they're running after things like you are. If, if that's not who you're hanging around with and you're hanging around people and, and hear what I'm saying, I'm not saying you can't hang out with people who are in sin. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't be the light in their life. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you are trying to relax, when you're winding down, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because when you let your guard down, that's when things come in. That's when things, that's when things begin to attach to you when you're not, you know, actively aware of, of who's around you. 
when you're not actively understanding that, look, okay, who I hang out with is who I am. You know, there's this quote and it says that you are five, you were made up of the five people in your life that you spend the most time with. So if that's even influencers that you're, you know, checking their page every five seconds, if that's, you know, YouTubers, if that's even just your friend group, I'm trying to make this really practical and really clear. You do not need your, your immediate friend group, people that you literally chill with on a Friday, on a Saturday. And, and like I said, I'm not saying you can't be around those people. I'm saying your closest people in your life need to be people who are going like you are, who are running like you are, who are applying themselves like you are. Because if you are who you hang out with, are you okay with the people around you and how they're living their life and where they're going in their effort and, and, and their job and their career and their call? Are they even pursuing the call of God in their life? When you get around them, do you do things you, you would necessarily regret when you leave? You know, these are practical questions. These are practical things you can, you can take part in so that you can prosper in all you do, that you can produce in every area of your life, no matter the economy, no matter anything. That's the key. Or join in with mockers. Are you gossiping? Are you mocking people? Are you, are you mocking men and women of God? You know, you could be hanging around people you shouldn't be around with and you start mocking and doing things that you end up regretting. I mean, it's all super practical. Those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Verse 2, but they delight in the law of the Lord and meditating on it day day and night are you meditating on the word of god day and night are you doing that is that a part of your regimen is that a part of your skincare routine is that part of your nighttime routine like i do this when i go to bed maybe drink some tea maybe you drink some decaf coffee i don't know your routine maybe you put on some slippers hey maybe i don't know your routine here but do you end the day with meditating on the word on the word at night do you begin your day Meditating on the word. It says, but they delight in the law of the Lord. Do you even delight in the law of the Lord? Do you meditate on it day and night? Because that that's who prospers and all they do. People who do that. People who meditate on the word day and night. That, that they prosper. And I've already said this. That the word of God is so powerful and so alive. That as you start putting it in. As you start receiving it. As you let it just change the way you think. It seriously turns you into a whole nother person. It seriously changes every single mindset. And how you view things. Uh, something could happen. And, and you know maybe three months ago. You would see it one way and respond one way. But after meditating on the on the word of the Lord. Day and night. You are holding the person and you respond differently. It no longer blows up your world. It no longer causes, you know, havoc to wreak in your life. It's no longer causing panic or chaos. But you, something in you changes. Something in you understands and is aware of God. Is, of, is aware of the Spirit of God. There's something that happens when you read the Word and when you meditate on it. It seriously changes everything about you. It seriously does. You can look at days and you can tell, oh, I haven't been in the word, you know, as much. You can tell a difference when you get out of the habit or before you even get into the habit of. You can tell the difference. There's a there's a literal like you can tell it's different. 
because the word of God is so powerful. Just reading it, just thinking about it changes everything. You don't have to go in for a surgery. You don't have to take any medication. You don't have to do any of these things, but the word of God will do it all. But you need to meditate on it day and night. That's the type of people who, who are prospering in all they do. They meditate on the word day and night. Verse 3, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. In each season they bear fruit. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. What what a um if what a tree you, you hear me like practically in the natural if you see and uh let's say a tree with some random fruit let's just make up something i don't know a fruit um let's say every winter every spring every summer every fall there's fruit continuously coming off this tree it's not changing colors it's not falling off but it's staying the same consistently bearing fruit consistently producing consistently staying healthy and and and, and as a source for other people to grab from imagine that you would see that amongst all the other trees in the fall where the the leaves fall off and you, and you would realize, man, there's something special about this tree. Because all the other trees, their leaves withered. But this one, this one stayed. This one is continually bringing life. This one is continually producing. It would stand out, wouldn't it? It would stand out in a farm if there was one tree alive in the winter. If there was one tree, and not even necessarily alive, but even having life. Wouldn't you say that would that would draw your attention? That would that would be some curiosity in your mind. Oh, that's interesting. It's 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 super it's a really practical verse. It's it's a supernatural thing that occurs in a life of a Christian when they apply this. It doesn't matter the economy, it doesn't matter the weather, it doesn't matter anything. Nothing. Nothing can change the fact that you can prosper in every season. When you follow these things, there's nothing that can hinder your prosperity. There's nothing that can hinder your life. There's nothing that can hinder anything you have your hands on. Your leaves won't wither. You'll prosper in all you do. You will bear fruit in each season. It could be, you know, the economy could be completely crashed, but your business is prospering somehow. That's God. That's supernatural. It's st- and and here's the thing. All of this to all of these things come together and people in the world will look at your life and say, "Man, there is something different about this tree, about this person right here. They are always doing well. They're always prospering. They're always bringing life." And it gives glory to God. It, it literally just points to the Father. It's Psalms 1. Oh, you, you didn't realize that that this is, is this is what's afforded to believers? Yeah, everything I do should is, it prospers because I apply the word of God and I listen to what it says. People take note. The world takes note. I mean, look at social media. Look at, you know, sports. All of it. Greatness is always recognized. When someone is consistently doing well and always going up, it is recognized. Whether that's in a classroom setting, whether that's in a church setting, whether that's in a you know work setting, 
People get promoted when they start continually selling things. People's businesses get bigger as they continually prosper more and more and more. And there's never a slump, you know, it's always up. It's always prospering. They prosper in all they do. Imagine if everything you did, you prospered because that's, that's what you have access to. That's what you can have now through the word of God. It's such a, it's, it's such a like powerful yet small thing. Just follow the word of God. Follow Psalms one because you will stand out. You will stand out. You will stand out. People take notice. People that that's like, oh, wow. Okay, I see this person and they, they, they pin it in their mind and, and, and you stand out. You do. And that leads to opportunities. That leads to, you know, new avenues of income. That leads to so many different things in your life. But it starts with Psalms 1. It starts with not following the advice of the wicked or standing with the sinners or joining in with the mockers. But it's delighting in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. And when you do that, You are like a tree along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season, and your leaves will never wither, and you'll prosper in all you do. That's what you can have now. That's what you can have today. That's what you can have right when you start following Psalms 1. Super easy. If you're sick and tired of things not working out for you, if you're sick and tired of not, you know, prospering in your finances, prospering in, in whatever specific area, relationships, uh, your ministry, you put you put the label on it. This is the answer to that question. This is an answer to that prayer. Psalms 1. You shall prosper in all you do, and your leaf shall not wither. Your leaves shall not wither. That's a promise to you. That's what happens. That's what happens when you follow the word of God. That's alive and living and breathing. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to let you know what he did for you. Jesus Christ is the son of God. He was in heaven, came down to earth. He was born of a virgin Mary and he lived on this earth for 33 years. After 33 years, he was crucified on a cross, one nail in one hand, one nail in the other, one nail through his feet. He hung there and he died on a cross. They put him in a tomb thinking he was going to stay there. But three days after he died, the Holy Spirit rose him from the dead. And when he did that, he took off all power of sin, all power of sickness, lack, uh, you know, any, you name it, poverty. It took all of the power away from the enemy and it freed me and it frees you from any of those things when you receive jesus christ that's what happens he's already done it but it's up to you to receive it if you're interested in that and you want to do that go ahead and repeat after me you're talking to god so i want to make that clear you can repeat after me but you're talking to god right now you're you're praying yes but you're standing in front of the father i want you to know that go ahead and bow your head dear heavenly father I repent of my sins, and I believe that Jesus Christ died for me. I confess Jesus as Lord, and that Jesus is the Son of God, and He died, and He lived a sinless life, but He died for me and rose again on the third day. I confess Him as Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.